Hey, whose water is it? Thanks. Let me uh, get this set up right here. I'm a little bit taller than this, not much, but um, a little bit. So good morning. It's good to uh, good to have you with us as we celebrate 10 years. Uh, this is uh, this is a fun time. My name, if I haven't met you yet, my name is Neil. Um, I am uh, one of the board members here at CIV, and I also help lead a ministry at the University of Southern California for college students. And so, uh, so years ago, as Church in the Valley uh, was looking to kind of summarize their purpose statement and, and what God was about and what he wanted them to be about, they developed this purpose statement that you'll see here on the um, screen right here. It says, to know, love, and glorify God and be used by him to help, excuse me, all people to come to know Jesus Christ and become fully devoted followers of him. I think one of the things you see as you look at that is um, the beginning of each, from the very beginning, each of these things is an actionable step. It's not something that was just to be given mental assent to like, okay, yeah, yeah, I kind of, I kind of agree with that, but it's not just a statement to affirm. But it's really a mission to accomplish. It's a mission to be lived out. And it still is today. It still is the very thing that guides us today. And over the past 10 years, what we've tried to do is we've tried to spell that out even more for each other. Um, because it's easy, I think, in many churches, it's easy to begin to think that, you know, um, you're doing well and you're growing if you affirm the mission in your mind and then you just attend and you know, like you know, I have I have fulfilled my role this week. I have attended, but what we've looked at here is no, no, no. There's much more than that. It's not just affirm and attend. It's engage. You need to really engage in the mission. You need to engage in what is it that God is about. And so, years ago, as things were started back in Diamond Bar that Randy will be talking about soon. As Randy led the church for years there, he encouraged us to do a couple of things. One, he encouraged us to live different kinds of lives, excuse me, that were exemplified by the hard attitudes to live those different kinds of lives. And then he encouraged us to get after the work of the ministry. Now you say, wow, where did he come up with that? That's, is that original? No, he stole it all from a guy named Paul and um, the apostle Paul. And uh, what I want us to see this morning is, is two quick things. Um, when Paul speaks to the Ephesians, he talks about those very same things. He talks about what they need to do. And so in Ephesians um, chapter 4, verse 1, he says, Therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, urge you, walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. Now, the therefore, I always like it when there's therefores there in Scripture, you know, because you look there, the therefore moves us from the positional, where the first three chapters of Ephesians, he's talked about the blessings, he's talked about the honors, he's talked about the privileges of being God's children, and it moves us from that positional over to the behavioral, you know, based upon this, you know, based upon these things that are true about you because you're in Christ, this then is what you are to do. This is what you're to do. And Paul's very first thing he says, he says, he wants us to join him in a lifestyle. The word urge there where he uses the word, he says, I urge you to walk. It's a word in the original language. It actually means to beg. He says, I am begging you, you know, walk in a manner worthy of the God who called you. 
And if you want to know more about how that's lived out, you can go on and read verses 2 through 6. It's not going to be up here, but you can go home. And actually, it's a good thing to read your Bible anyway, so I'd encourage you to do that. And you read that, and it'll actually spell out, okay, this is what it means to walk in a manner worthy of the gospel. And he talks about that in verses 2 through 6. But the second thing Paul talks about is this. In, in verse 11 and 12, he says this. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. The work of the ministry is a job for every single one of us. And I think oftentimes it's easy to think, nah, no, no, that's, that's what we hire people for. You know, that's why we have staff. No, 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 no. Did you see this? He gave some, speaking of God, he gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. There is no comma. Okay, it's not to equip the saints, comma, for the work of the ministry. No, no, no. To equip the saints for the work of the ministry. It is the job of each and every one of us. And um, over the past 10 years, many of you have really embraced that. You've embraced these principles and uh, you've been instrumental in getting this church up and off the ground. And as we celebrate 10 years today, what I want to do is I'd like to invite Randy up. He's going to share a bit of the longer history of CIV and, and what led us to plant this church. He was the founding pastor of CIV and uh, is the one who got this whole thing started in the first place. So, Randy, come on up and speak to us. Okay. Thank you, Neil. Uh, it's a real privilege to be here today. And um, I just want to know how special this church is to me and Cindy. When Cindy and I planted Church in the Valley in 1987, the goal was to help people come to know Christ and then help them grow in their knowledge of him. God has helped us to find people who were searching for God and they would become a part of CIV. One man named Bill had told God for eight years that he wouldn't go to a church, but if God brought one to him, he would go to that church. So... Cindy and I moved into his square in the Daisy Apartments, and the way the Daisy Apartments were, they they all all the apartments faced. They were in squares, and all the apartments faced inward. And so, um, he found out that we were there to start a church, and he avoided us like the plague for two or three months. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, though, was the first person to commit his life to Christ at CIV. Neil and Melinda uh, Walker and their children, those who were born at the time, um, was, was Samuel born? Okay, okay. 
Yeah, I think he was. He he was born same time as Lindsay, so (laughs) eighty five. So all of their children came, and uh, they came about two or three years after we started, and it has been a real joy to partner with it through the years. I'm a crier, as you can tell. They brought USC students to CIV, which made CIV a lot more fun. (laughs) And I enjoyed having a small part in helping the students grow. Many of them had committed their lives to Christ, and I was able to pitch in and help them grow in a small way. Many of the alumni of uh, USC Challenge Ministry chose to live in the Monterey Park, Alhambra area to continue relating to and being helped by Neil and Melinda. At one time, it's interesting, we had USC students and Cal Baptist students from Riverside uh, in the congregation, and it was a lot of fun. We we were much younger then. <laughs> we're getting younger currently, but anyway, I calculated it once, and the Dimer Bar Center where we met for worship was 32 miles from USC and 31 miles from Cal Baptist, so right right in the middle. Um, our members were spread over a 65-mile linear path along the 60 freeway. You can see it in the picture there. Um, we, we have focused on evangelism. We started with the goal of reaching people for Christ, and we've continued to focus on evangelism throughout the years. And this... Okay, I got to hold this down. So the the spread along the freeway, the 65-mile spread, made it difficult to bring unsaved people to, to Diamond Bar. For several years, when we would do evangelism training, members from Alhambra, uh, Monterey Park, Alhambra area, would ask, how, how can we bring non-Christians to Diamond Bar? And I gave some ideas, but we definitely had a barrier for evangelism. They, they wouldn't come that far. We've since learned that proximity really matters uh, in ministry and especially evangelism, you need to be the way we do ministry. You're you're right there in working with people, and it's a relational way of doing evangelism. So that's the main reason. One one reason, probably the main reason, we planted CIV Alhambra because it was a barrier to evangelism to bring people who were seeking the Lord to Diamond Bar. I really miss fellowshipping 
with the people at CIV Alhambra, but that's what heaven's for, you know. We'll have eternity to spend together, so we we need to focus. We need to get after evangelism. That's what this time is for. So there are many people who have come to Christ through the ministry of this church that wouldn't know him if this church hadn't been planted. And I, God could have done it another way, but he, he chose for you to have the privilege of bringing them to Christ. And that's, that's a really good thing. I commend the advisory team for investing in the church the way they have. They poured many, many hours into helping this church run and go. And congratulations on your 10-year anniversary. I, I praise God for you. I want to ask John Tonsfeld uh, to come up and share a testimony of how CIV Alhambra has impacted his life. we'll just keep it there. Um, good morning, everybody. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is John Tonesfeld. Um, as Pastor Randy had mentioned, um, I started at the CIV Diamond Bar location, and from there, uh, when we branched off to CIV Alhambra, I came this way. Um, so I, at the current CIV Alhambra location, I've been here for 10 years. Um, it's funny. Uh, every time Pastor Randy speaks... I calculate in my head how long I think he'll go before he starts tearing up. So, thank you. you made about 30 seconds, so good job. Um, the veterans have gone, so uh, I think, you know, a lot of us have gifts. Mine is definitely not public speaking. Uh, mine might be avoiding public speaking. So I give it my best. I might stick to the script, though. Um, but... As I mentioned, I have been at the CIV Alhambra for 10 years now. Um, my family's grown up within this church. Uh, I've met my wife within this church. And, um, you know, overall, the church has just really helped us grow. Um, when I was asked to talk about why CIV, uh, how CIV has helped me uh, grow my walk with God, the one thing that really resonated with me, uh, which Neil already mentioned, was just how well the church illustrates um, the body of Christ. It's lived out in how people relate to each other, how people physically are involved with the setup of the church. Um, it's, in, it's an involved thing that everybody does throughout the weeks, not just on Sunday. Um, and I think it's just, res- it just it's illustrated so well here, where in another church, it's kind of might be more behind the scenes and less people that are involved with it. Um, 1 Corinthians 12, 12 says that just as a body through, though one has many parts, but all its many parts from one body, uh, so it is with Christ. Um, 
along with all of you at CAV. Uh, CAV has given me the opportunity to serve and grow my gifts um, in many different areas. A uh, couple that come to mind, for example, is Setup. I was involved with Setup, and it gave me an opportunity to serve among many of you with one common goal. Uh, our goal was to set up and make uh, things run smoothly so that others have the opportunity to do their uh, to their, their roles on Sunday mornings. And uh, that really gave me an opportunity to grow with other men, pray with other men. Um, as of now, I'm part of First Impressions, and that's really given me the opportunity to kind of reach out of my comfort zone, to um, reach out to others on Sunday mornings, talk with people. Um, even today, I have an opportunity to help serve at the celebration later today. So there's plenty of opportunity to um, Invest in invest in the church, and uh, I'm very grateful for that. CIV has also been a body of people who um, have always been willing uh, to give their time, energy, and resources to me and my family. Uh, Proverbs twenty seven seventeen says, "As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another." Um, and I've seen this among all of you. Um, I don't have a lot of family that are close, and what has happened over the years is um, all of you have become cousins, aunts, uncles, um, grandmas, and grandpas. And God has really used um, those relationships that um, people here have been filling uh, to speak to me and speak to my family and um, just really grow us in in the in our walk with God. Uh, finally, CIV is many godly men who have consistently sacrificed and been examples of what godly men should be uh, for the body. Ecclesiastes 4.12 states, as though, um, excuse me, and though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. And I have come to many of you men for prayer, advice, and for you to speak truth into my life. I've seen the fruit uh, your lives lived out, Neil and Randy, to name a very few of the, the large uh, group. And um, I'm very thankful for that. And for all these things, I'm truly grateful to be a part of this family. Thank you. I want to invite Alex Barrett up. Alex, uh, in the first years that uh, we began the campus here, uh, pastored the church, and he has since uh, gone off to the Netherlands to, uh, uh, no, not really, it's to Fontana, but it's not that far. Uh, but he's gone out there and, and planted a, a sister church, and, and it's uh, doing very well as well. But I, Alex, I want him to come and speak to you guys for a little bit about the early years uh, as we were here on the campus. Alex. Good morning, everybody. In my church, we actually answer like, good morning. Hey, we're awake. We're here. Uh, we're, it is just an honor, like Randy mentioned, for uh, myself and, and my family uh, to be here. Um, I just want to introduce a little bit of them. Here's a picture of us from this past uh, Easter. I've been married to my wife, Samantha, for almost 21 years. And uh, we have three kids, Katie, who's 16, uh, Levi, who's 14, and Jude, who is 11, uh, for some of you, you haven't seen them in a while, and it's a crazy thing. As you get older, adults don't age, but your kids do. Isn't that just a wonderful thing? 
And so uh, they're a lot taller since the days that, that we were here. Um, we were members of Church in the Valley from 2001 uh, when we first started coming a part of California Baptist University until 2018 uh, before we launched out uh, Ridgeview Church. And it is in the North Fontana, Netherlands region, as uh, Neil, Neil said. Um, I was on staff at CIV uh, from 2006 to 2018. I became the executive pastor in 2010, and then in 2013, I became the campus pastor of CIV Alhambra. And uh, our family moved here in 2014 uh, to be a part of really getting this church launched and to be a part of uh, this, this family, of uh, this household that God was built. Uh, actually, this morning reminded us of the early days because we actually had a house and we used to live in Ontario, and we used to drive out for events and every Sunday and after a while, we just realized how could we be a part of uh, this family of God living in another world. And as you know, in Southern California, if you're that far away, it might as well be like another state uh, because of distance and, and traffic. And so uh, we, we moved here in March of 2014 to begin really to, again, get this church launched and to do life uh, with many of you uh, that are still here today. Uh, here's a picture of us. I think this is Easter of 2016. Um, the good old days. Some of us have more teeth and some of us don't, but um, it was just as I was reflecting, um, I kept just thinking back. Uh, and for, for many of you, I'm sure it's the same where uh, when you celebrate anniversaries, what you mostly remember um, are the people and the events that you were able to really do life and engage with people. And uh, that's what I want to focus on today, the importance uh, just briefly of, of people and I'm, I'm glad Neil read out of Ephesians because uh, he was reading in, in chapter 4. And Ephesians 2 was a passage that came to my mind. And it's also um, really linked to that song that we sang earlier called Cornerstone. This is what it says. It says, And he came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. And it continues, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling place in which God lives by his spirit. As I read this scripture, uh, we're reminded that what is built here is not uh, any building or any households or any structures. And if you've been around for the last 10 years, or even before that at CIV, um, before we moved, uh, there has been many different visits at different locations. Uh, if you were here in the beginning, we started at Ma Mark Keppel High School. Who remembers that? And we were, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you remember those big old poles that we had. And just make sure your chair wasn't behind that, or you're going to be just looking at that the whole time. And then uh, we just walked through, like, this location and coming here. And even today, uh, you shifting and being outside so everyone could spread out and, and you can grow here. Uh, but what you find is that the church is not the location in which you, you dwell. It's the people. It's the household of God. And the household of God is not built by a structure of a brick and mortar and concrete. It's built on a structure of people. And so as we celebrate 10 years together, as you look around, um, it is a testimony of God's faithfulness because of the people not the places. And as I look out and see a new faces and I look out and see people that I, that I don't know, it's a reminder of what God is building here in CIV Alhambra, this household of God that's built on the very cornerstone of Christ. 
I just want to briefly share uh, our goal in the early days. And uh, what's really comforting about the Christian walk is that as you intend to live life God's way, it actually does not change uh, because Scripture does not change. The Lord Jesus himself does not change. And so it doesn't matter what decade or what century you find yourself walking with God, you serve the same God and the principles remain. And we could trust the word of God to lead us forward. Uh, In the early days, we had three main goals. First, uh, to reach people. And Randy and Neil have both talked about that. Second, to build friendships and further establish community. How can we be a household of God together in a real community? And then third, how do we train and establish new leaders? How do we really wire this church together so that people in the next generation and the generation after them can extend uh, the work of the ministry forward? I just want to highlight a few under each of those um, and just share a a couple pictures. Uh, When we began this church 10 years ago, the idea and this picture that we had in our head, and some of you remember this, is we we talked about church culture and opportunity to reach people as as like wet concrete that was getting set, meaning there's just this opportunity that you have in time in the early days specifically to reach people. Uh, When you're a new church in a new location, people uh, are very open to checking out something new. And so early on, we thought, how do we capitalize on this newness, this new opportunity, this new location with this new church to really reach people? And uh, we began to really pay attention to evangelism training, and Neil really helped, and what worked at Christian Challenge, and how do we incorporate those principles and things that we learned at Church in the Valley and Diamond Bar and really apply them here? And how do we reach people in this context based on who we are and the situations we find ourselves in? Uh, we began engaging uh, in the community through volunteering uh, with the city. Here's a picture of an early pumpkin run. Um, the cameras weren't so old back then that, like, they didn't have color. This was dark because it was so early. And uh, we woke up. Some of you are here that will remember that. We had to wake up before dawn to help them set up. But the idea was how do we engage with the city in building this community? How do we be a blessing to the city? And so that was one of the events where we met a lot of people and through events like this, people began to hear about our church and, and began to attend. Uh, we also did events like the Christmas tree lighting uh, there in that square. What was that called? Isn't there a name? Okay, it's where the Christmas tree goes. From now here on out. Main Street, where the tr- Christmas tree goes, right? That's the title. Okay. Um, but again, just how do we reach people, meet people, uh, tell them about the church, and, and really how do we brid- build bridges uh, with the community? Okay, I got to hold it too. And so these were just some of the events that we uh, decided. And then as a church, uh, we did harvest festivals. I think the things, the same event that you continue to do today to reach a lot of people. Uh, College Connects, how do we continue to grow our relationships and friendship with the blessing of the Christian Challenge ministry? I remember the beginning of egg tosses at Easter. Remember that? I think some of you still do that and giving trophies for such things. And the idea is how do we engage in events that really will attract people who maybe are nervous about church but are interested in learning new things, and specifically a gathering with people that have something that they long for, which is hope, a hope in Christ. And so reaching people was key, and it still continues to be. Uh, second, um, just establishing a community. How do we really build friendships and relationships that we can do life together? And uh, John was a testimony of, of how that's been true, as he talks about examples and people and the help. And uh, in the early days, we started long-term community groups where people could find real help and support. 
We had men's and women's meetings where people could get specific help. We had meetups and summer events uh, where we could have fun together, whether it was concerts in the park, sports, uh, and food. Here's a pic of the early days. This is a kid's zone event um, in the, the Club Six backyard. This is one of my favorite events because who would have thought that you could get what some would consider trash, a cardboard box, cut it out, have kids sit in it, and it would be an amazing event. And we did a movie night. And we, that, you want to know what those, those are cars, guys. Those are the best cars that those kids have ever experienced in their life. And uh, we just gathered together as a church and a community and, and watched a movie together. Fun, uh, fun memories. Uh, here's another memory of the community at work. I think this was Patrick Underwood's uh, football game. I think, I don't know if it was one of his last, but just gathering together. And what you find is the church oftentimes for the community to be built can't meet here on a Sunday. You actually have to get into each other's lives. And I remember just cheering as a church and embarrassing Patrick as much as we possibly could as he played uh, football. And then the third, which I mentioned, is just the, the training of, of leaders. And uh, in the early days, we really wanted to help equip, like uh, Neil talked about, how do we equip all of you and for all the people that have been part of this church to really enjoy doing the work of the ministry? And what you can see is there's like an oxymoron with that statement, because how and ever do you enjoy work? But you enjoy work when you do the work of the Lord Jesus. It's the most fulfilling, and it brings the most promise. And in the early days, we trained people just through experience. Uh, John described, there's always things to do. And if you've been a part of Church in the Valley here, I'm sure it's not too long before someone asks you, have you ever considered serving? You ever thought about pitching in here? Because what you find is, is there's something different from being a spectator to being someone who engages. And actually, as you help serve, you, you learn and you grow. Uh, you extend yourself on behalf of others in the building of God's household. And we started some formal training here with the Antioch Project for those interested in ministry and North Star Leadership Program uh, for two years for people to learn how to lead themselves and lead others. In fact, here's a picture, I think, of the first graduating class. This is uh, both uh, churches, uh, the Dima Bar and uh, the Alhambra campus. And then people learning, just continuing uh, how to walk with God how to keep getting time with each other, the wise helping those that are needing to learn wisdom. And uh, if you go back to this uh, scripture in Ephesians 2, if you could put that back up there for me, and I would just want to close uh, with this, and that's in verse uh, 21. If you can go to the next one, please. And you see, in him the whole building is joined together and rise to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him you two are being built together to become a dwelling place in which God lives by his Spirit. I just wanted to commend all of you because this is the reality from which we can see. As I look out on you and the memories that I have with some of you and some that I'm looking forward to meet, what we are living is the truth of God's household has been built here. There's 10 years of celebration because of the work of God's faithfulness and the work of his servants, of his sons and daughters, you. And you've built this church. You've sacrificed for this church and you've extended yourself. Like Randy mentioned, I just want to commend the leaders and the staff who've really held this church together. And for all of you volunteers who have given countless hours and hours and hours over 10 years for this church to be where it is, I commend you and I look forward to seeing how God will continue to move this church forward in his name. Thank you. This time I want to invite Christine Van Horn up.
Good morning. Um, like Alex said, my name is Christine Van Horn. Um, some of this might sound a little similar to John, so. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, just that's a testimony to just the value of people and how God has woven us together. And uh, the, the main way that God has really used CIV to help me grow is through the relationships I've made here. And he's provided a, a reference group of people who are further along in their walks with God um, and maybe in different stages, but they can uh, share insight and wisdom into the stage that I'm in. And uh, also a running group of people who are in sharing similar situations, similar experiences at, as I am. And we can work alongside each other and grow together. And both groups of people really have not only become friends, but um, as John talked about, really family and that we can share life together. Some ways that God has used uh, the people uh, here is through examples of just how they take God seriously and have a pattern of obedience. That's been such an example to me. And also encouragement and challenge during times when I am facing discouragement and also maybe facing the tendency to try to coast, even though that doesn't really work, but people who will encourage and spur, spur me on and uh, who are people who are really getting after it and uh, working to build God's kingdom. We need to, doing that together is, is just challenging and encouraging. So also another way that God has used people is coaching in real life situations and through uh, phone calls and getting together with people and sharing uh, during community group and also working together with people on teams. You spend time together and you talk about what's going on in your life and it's so helpful and also uh situations where there god is giving you opportunities to share his love and share christ with people who don't know him yet god has really brought many examples of people doing that into my life and i can share um, about people who i'm trying to reach out to and uh, that's so helpful i'm i've uh, one of the big things i've learned in that in that uh, way is that sharing Christ doesn't have to be scary. It's really about when you have found something good in your life, you want to share it with others. You just naturally do. And ha changing that perspective for me has been so helpful, um, knowing that I've tasted and seen God's goodness, and I want to share that with others. Uh, so another way is learning from people's examples of kindness and compassion and helping us just with a practical needs. Um, there have been many times when people have taken care of our kids and brought meals to us and uh, helped us with packing and moving. And so during those times, I've seen their their examples, and, and God has shown me how I can do that for others as well. Um, I've received, and, and I can do that as well. Another way is God has provided training opportunities uh, through people and uh, to lead others, to learn how to do that, uh, especially on teams. Um, and some of those have been more structured settings. Um, 
where you're taking in more information, but there's also a growing edge where you're, you have hands-on experiences and you need people to come alongside you and coach you through what, the situations that you're, that you're trying to respond well to. Um, so there's just so many opportunities. So I'm just so grateful to be part of this family that God has allowed me to be part of here at CIB. Let me see if I can get this back up. Okay, we're good. You know, <clears throat> God has um, the same purpose and the same mission for us today that he's had for us all along. And the thing, <clears throat> excuse me, I am a Vulcan. I am not like the others, so uh, <laughs> you have not to worry. Um, or so I tell myself. Um, every one of us, Every single one of us has a role to play in accomplishing the mission. And if you are thinking, yes, they do. <laughs> no. Every one of us has a role to play in accomplishing the mission. And what I would encourage you is to begin to look at yourself and begin to ask yourself the question, am I really doing that? Am I just kind of giving assent and attending, or am I really doing that? Am I looking at, you know, okay, how am I utilizing my gifts? And you say, well, I don't really have gifts. Yeah, you do. If you have stepped into a relationship to follow Jesus and you're a follower of him, God has given you at least one gift. You go, well, I don't really know what that gift is. Well, then try a lot of different things and you'll find out. You know, like I found out I would never be a librarian. You know, they, they want you to be quiet in a library. And that's not me. I'm just not, you know, I mean, I want other people to be quiet so I can talk, but I mean, you know, I, I'm not the quiet person. So find your gifts, find out what is it that you do well, and then do it, you know, begin to serve. And, and not only that, but, you know, begin to invest your life in others. And you say, well, I, I don't know who, do you have a friend? You don't have to have two. Do you have a friend? If you have one friend, you can begin. Okay, what you do is you begin to invest your life in them till they get to the point where they could turn around and replicate that in the life of somebody else. And you think that sounds fairly easy. Yeah, it is. It's not it's not like rocket science. It's not like rocket science. Honestly, it's just a matter of us choosing that we all are part of the mission and we need to really live that out. So. As we wrap up, one of the things I wanted to do was just talk a little bit about how CIV has strengthened and encouraged our ministry, that is, challenged um, in what we're doing. And I think the main, uh, I'll pull it together, don't worry. All right. Yes, I am. Dr. Spock. Okay. Um, so, uh, so yes, indeed I am. And, uh, you know, it does not bother me. I do not like people. Uh, so, um, yes. Okay. So anyway, um, provision, I think is the, uh, is the real word. Um, and I think about that in several areas. One encouragement, I think having people, uh, this shouldn't be that hard, should it? Okay, 
don't look at people, just talk. Um, <laughs> having people to run with that are deep friends, that spur you on, uh, that is one of the ways of encouragement uh, that we've seen there. Resources. Uh, many times, you know, it would be like equipment. It would be like um, um, funds. It would be like people stepping in to help. Um, it would just be many different times. Uh, it's been... Um, relationships and, and people from here that have really spurred on uh, the work of challenge. Um, another resource, being next, the next step for students oftentimes. See, one of the things that I deeply value is that when students step out of ministry, we don't tend to think about trying to help students for four years. We tend to try to think about a 40-year term. And so what we're trying to figure out is, okay, where can they step out of where they can experience the same values, the same vision, and they can continue to, to invest their lives in others? And CIV, excuse me, has been that. Um, another one, oh, protection, that's one. Um, Randy and I have had uh, several opportunities where he has delivered me from being crazy. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> Wanting to say things that I should not say or um, do things I should not do. Um, and um, just, just as God uses to spur one another on, I think, to those things. But that's been one. And then lastly, a tribe to run with. <coughs> Excuse me. Every one of us needs a tribe. Who you're going to do life with. Who you're going to, you know, you're going to invest in. You know, I mean... It's one of those things you don't want to get old and find out you don't know anybody else that's around you that's getting old as well. You don't want to do that. You want to have some people you run with. And so um, I was doing so well earlier, honestly. Um, I really was. I was like, Mr. Spock would be so happy. Uh, but, you know, a tribe to run with. I think that's a vital thing. But they've provided all of that. And, you know, the thing with CIV is it's not a perfect church at all. Don't, I mean, if you ever find one of those, don't join it. You'll ruin it. You know, uh, it's not that. It, it's, it's really just a, a gathering of um, people that are really seeking to know God, to love him, to walk with him, to glorify him, and to be used by him to help others do the same thing. And so... Um, we get the chance to celebrate that today, and I think that's a, that's a thing worth celebrating. And I want to invite Jeremy back up. He's going to give us some more information about things that are going on um, this afternoon. So, Jeremy. I wasn't aware I was giving more information, but I will give more information. Um, so in case you got here a little late uh, from this morning, we are going to be uh, having a couple of things go on after we uh, wrap up with some more worship here is um, about 10 minutes right after the uh, service concludes. Um, we're going to try to take a group photo back here. And if you think this is my very first time to Church of the Valley, well, you're part of Church of the Valley. Come take a picture with us. Um, we'd love for you to be there and um, or hold one of my kids because I can't hold all of them right now. Um, and uh, so we're going to do about 10 minutes right after the service uh, on this brick wall uh, right behind here. Um, and as the classic saying goes, if you can't see the camera, the camera can't see you. So if you're short, 
stand in front, uh, be well informed. If you're tall, what are you doing in the front? Um, stand in the back. And, um, <clears throat> and then this afternoon, uh, from 4 to 7 p.m., uh, just north of here at Alhambra Park, uh, we're going to have lots of um, fun and food and just festivities and anything else that starts with F. Um, it'll be fun. And um, so come hungry, come excited, come in play clothes. A lot of you guys are looking pretty sharp this morning. Uh, don't come in that. Um, come in something you can, like, get dirty in and, and have some fun. And, um, and we'll have a good time together. So uh, let me invite the band back up. And as, as I do, I'll, uh, I'll pray for us um, as we wrap things up. Father, um, I really do appreciate um, the fact that you have not only designed us for uh, relationships, but you've made that possible to be able to step into that with other people. Um, how much more boring life would be? if we have to do it by ourselves. Um, and if, if, if all we're trying to achieve is uh, just what we want to do. Um, so thank you so much for the privilege that every day is bring your kid to work day for you. And uh, we get to be a part, a small part of what you're doing in the world, um, but a very significant part. So I pray that you would really be honored through um, everything that was said, everything that will be said in just the time this afternoon. In Jesus' name, amen.